why should you care about technology as an entrepreneur? And by technology, I don't mean using your phone to send texts to a potential client or your computer to manage your website. I mean the entire concept and scope of the rise of technology in our lives and this whole transformation we're going through from an industrial society to a technology one. How should you be thinking about these incredible developments as an entrepreneur? Welcome to the Ready Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Case Lane, and this is your podcast. If you are thinking it's time to take control of your future and have the lifestyle you really want by starting your own business, this is episode 38, Living and Loving Tech as an Entrepreneur, part one, your business. This three-part series, Living and Loving Tech as an Entrepreneur, is designed to help you formulate in your mind how you want to see technology as you build your business. And not just how you want to use it. I know everybody has a smartphone, but really this is about what is technology going to mean to you as you move forward? Is this going to be your life force that you're going to incorporate into every turn and every aspect of your business? Or is it going to be a hindrance because there's going to be so many issues and you're not going to know what to do? Or are you going to be one of those conspirators who's part of the great exploitation of the consumer marketplace and using technology for nefarious ends? You have to have a, an idea, a concept in your mind about this transformation, about this, this ability that you have in your hands because of what high tech has done. And, and to help set the context, I'm going to go back like more than 100 years. So I want to read you some outtakes from a few pages from Frank Norris's 1903 book, The Pit, the story of, a story of Chicago. And you may think like, what are we doing in 1903? What does that have to do with you know, high technology and the transformation of the industrial, from industrial to the tech age? Well, it's interesting because what we're doing now in our transformation is what they were doing then in 1903 through the transformation to industry. And you're involved in business and the economy. You're an entrepreneur. So it's important to have an idea just of the bigger picture. So just take this for a second. Norris writes, this is from The Pit, A Story of Chicago. It's a book that came out in 1903. And this is what he writes. He writes, the life was tremendous all around, on every side, in every direction, the vast machinery of commonwealth clashed and thundered from dawn to dark and dark till dawn, carrying trade, the lifeblood of nations, bringing trade, a galvanizing elixir from the very ends and corners of the continent. The great gray city, brooking no rival, imposed its dominion upon a reach of country larger than many a kingdom of the old world, for thousands of miles beyond its confines was its influence felt. It was empire, the resistless subjugation of all this central world, whence in, in inevitability must comes its immeasurable power, its infinite, inexhaustible vitality, the true life, the true power and spirit of America, gigantic, crude with the crudity of youth, disdaining rivalry, sane and healthy and vigorous, brutal in its ambition, arrogant in the newfound knowledge of its giant strength, prodigal of its wealth, infinite in its desires, in its capacity, boundless in its courage, indomitable, subduing the wilderness in a single generation, defying calamity, and through the flame and debris of a commonwealth in ashes, rising suddenly and renewed, formidable and titanic. 
So he's describing the great industrial city of Chicago then, what it looked like to end, how people were feeling about it. And the character Laura says, I suppose it's civilization in the making, the thing that isn't meant to be seen as though it were too elemental, primordial. So this is the, all this new technology. This is the industrial age. This is very visible. This is very, very real. But in a sense, she's recognizing a little bit of fear about this force, technology and industry, and it's the way that it's changing civilization. And that's the turn of the last century, right? The coming of the industrial age. Now, people had to recognize not only the obvious mechanical power of machinery, but the impact it was having on them as, as people, as a society, as humanity. And sometimes you, look, you read something like that, as I did, the, the pages in that book kind of give me the chills because in the industrial age, you could look technology in the eye. You could see in its drama and its majesty and its negative impression on the environment and the average worker, you could see what it was doing. But right now in the 21st century, technologies are unseen. I mean, I know, again, everybody has a, a smartphone in their hands, but you don't even know what it's doing behind the scenes. Your smartphone that you walk around with might be generating billions of dollars in revenue for companies that are using your data and you just don't know. So the impact is both far-reaching and unknown. I mean, you recognize, yes, Facebook is a gigantic company used by billions, but you have no idea what it's doing. You have no idea why when you're surfing on Google for a particular uh, something like the other day I was looking at storage spaces and then I started getting ads for storage spaces. You don't know why that's happening and it's much more far-reaching than that. So in this three-part series in the podcast, I'm focusing on technology, um, the, the entity said technology, not just the elements that you have in your hand. And I specifically want to look at technology's impact on your business, your life, and your future. Not just from a technical place, but from this greater philosophical place. Because I think it's important as an entrepreneur, as thinking entrepreneurs as we are, to have these ideas in your mind. Because you're going to be using this technology and you have to have policies that match the broader philosophy about where you stand. So as an inspiring entrepreneur, when you think about how you want to build and grow your business, think about how you will use technology. And there's four big areas, four sort of concepts I want to put in your mind around this. Privacy, which is the, you know, the huge one. Opportunity, accessibility, and impact. And, and around each one of those concepts, formally or informally create your own tech plan for your business. So what do I mean? Okay, privacy. This is the big one, right? Everybody's talking about privacy. What it really, what it really means, you know, from the exact use of your data to the manipulative use of your uh, activities online. So let's just take something very typical for an online entrepreneur, and for in fact, for many entrepreneurs, the physical world as well. You collect email addresses, okay? And you collect the email addresses of your consumers. What are you going to do with those email addresses? You say, oh, no, I don't share them or anything like that. But technically, and I really mean technically in this sense, there's probably a way to get to a lot more information about your consumer by having their email address. So you have to be very aware of that and make sure that you are using that information only to help and support your customer who bought your product or service. 
You think about, you know, again, in the realm of privacy, when you add something like a Facebook pixel to a web page, what data are you collecting and how will you use it? And sometimes you don't even know what data you're collecting. It's not like you're trying to gather some gigantic database and put together some mega plan. Sometimes just as an entrepreneur, you just, you, you, you put these products on your web pages because you want to just find out how many people are on your web page. That's fine. But as an entrepreneur, you should be prepared to explain what you are doing with the data you can collect. And you should be aware of your responsibility that you are, that you have access to your consumer data and therefore you have a responsibility to take care of it. Just because you have the ability to easily collect data does not mean you should. And if you do, you should also have policies that protect that data beyond what you do, but also what other people do with data that you are feeding them. So don't forget that. And I'll have more on that um, over you know this the next few months on the website and so on. We'll talk about it some more on the podcast. The other one is opportunity. So building on this idea that just because you have it does not mean you should use it. Um, you know, technology gives us so many more opportunities than the physical world because it's just so easy and everything connects. So even if you get access to data or applications that you were not expecting, think twice about how you use that material. And there's no problem with using it in most cases, you know, for most people are just doing very legitimate things. But the issue is that you're not thinking about it. And you may take that data or your customer's access to your website and end up just giving it to someone else because of something else you do. You may have an opportunity to do something spectacular or it could destroy your business because it's reckless. So opportunity does not necessarily mean just walk through every open door. It means, yeah, you know, take advantage, but take, take a minute first and think about what you're going to do. Accessibility is about the accessibility of technology itself. Um, I'm not talking here about the accessibility for physically challenged people. I'm talking about the fact that technology is everywhere and there are so many ways that you can use it. So as a globally thinking entrepreneur, and I always want to point out the global aspects of what we're doing, you want to make your product or service accessible as possible through the available tools, right? So especially obviously if you're operating online and you're only an online business, think about and even if you're not, even if you have a physical business with a website, think about who you're trying to reach and the best methods you have for getting the word out. So some people may only access the internet on their phone and that's becoming more and more common. You have to think about now if everybody's just doing everything through their phone and they're not looking at laptops anymore and they're not looking at desktop, they're not looking at big screens. How then is your business able to reach them through just the small screen? Other times you People, a lot of people use public services with time limits. And I'm thinking globally, again, you think, yes, everybody has a phone, but if they want to do sort of more elaborate things, I guess, on their, or they're older, they want to use a computer, they want to use a desktop or a laptop, they might use it through a public service with, with time limits. So what are you giving them? What are you providing them that allows them to access your material? And again, this depends on who you're going after, depends on who your market is, but you think about how do people get access to the technology? If you want to spread your message widely um, to a certain particular base, then you have to use technology in a way that lets others access it as well. And then impact. So this is the, the biggest issue, I guess, in terms of what's happening with technology is how you 
and everybody else has a chance today to make an impact far beyond your own limits, beyond your own laptop. In, uh, in the pit, as I was describing in Norris's book about Chicago, he also says, and I'm quoting, axes and saws bit the bark of century-old trees. Like think about the impact of the industrial age taking down all the old trees stimulated by the city's energy. Uh, he says, our force turned the wheels of harvester and cedar a thousand miles distant, spun the screws and propellers of innumerable squadrons of lake steamers. It was all very present. It was just the, the t industrial age was just rolling through the environment. It was very direct and very present. It was a, just a, an impact you could clearly see. In the 21st century, as you build your business now, your impact is likely to be through words, if you teach or coach online, or contact if you create an app or software as a service, or even directly when you place a product in someone's hands, but you might do it remotely. You might have your product produced in, in China and then sourced through Amazon or Alibaba and it shows up and you don't even see it before your customer does. These are just the, the new impacts that technology has been able to facilitate. And in all cases, you are still part of an, of an, of an economy, a grand global economy of industry and action. But with the technology, you move so much faster and you have a greater reach. And, you know, it's even more so than in a newly industrializing city in the last century as a 21st century entrepreneur in the, the new economy, your reaches the world quickly. So you should have a position on technology, the philosophy of technology and how you use it and how you're aware of it. Um, you know, for me, of course, technology is a force for good. I, I think it's just absolutely critical to progress. Um, it helps us. It's going to help us mend our ways if we really use it correctly, fix our ills if we deploy it well, uh, or it's going to destroy us if we're all, you know, if the, if the Terminator gets us. So, so this means, you know, I fully support innovative practices, creativity, and limited legislation or really um, functional legislation that recognizes there are things that we, we do and do not want in our economy, but allows for this these open field for people to actually experiment and create new things. Um, there's a line in the book, The Secret, and I can't remember which one of the speakers says this, but it's something to the effect of you can use fire to cook a man's dinner and you can use it to cook the man. And so the same thing is true about technology is you can use it to nourish and feed and grow you and it can also kill you. So in so many aspects of our lives, we want the best technology has to offer, but we have to recognize that also means taking the worst and figuring out how to make sure it does not have the most negative impact. So as an entrepreneur, you have to think about, you know, the, how social media fuels a hate-filled society at the same time that you're just trying to get the word out about your product and create a positive impact through a product or service that you're trying to offer. So keeping in mind the customer-facing issues I've just raised, privacy, opportunity, accessibility, and impact, Think about what your tech policy is going to be, your philosophical tech policy, not just how you're going to use the tools every day. You may decide you will always you know, protect your customer's data. That's what you absolutely should decide. Never send emails to third parties. But you can't just stop there. You can't just put a little checkbox on and saying, hey, I, I'm going to, don't worry, I won't sell you data. 
you have to understand how other technology like Facebook pixels may be used by other entities to affect your customers because you're part of this. You're fueling this ability to get information once you have inf information from your consumers, your customers. So you do not want to inadvertently break your own policy by not understanding the one used by other entities that you access through your website and through the activities that you're doing. So that's privacy, you know, you think about privacy. On opportunity, decide to weigh your decisions carefully. You're, that's your decisions to use technology. You know, don't just chase every single shiny apple, you know, that term chasing the shiny apple. If there is an idea that might work for you, then make sure the technology is really an opportunity and not just another fast sale from the latest hot thing. And you're like, oh, I'm going to implement this and stick it on my, on my um, website and track my customers and things like that. You have to think about, okay, it's a great opportunity for me. What does it mean in terms of my broader tech policy and what I want to be doing in my business? On accessibility, think global as always. <laughs> always think global. Think about the broader market. Now, again, it depends on what market you're targeting, but think about how people use your content and want to access your content. Keep your content simple, clean, clear, open, and honest for an audience that can understand your message at all times. Again, if that's your audience, if you have a different type of audience, then you, know, you might want to approach it differently, but think about globally how people access technology through their phones more and more. Mobile is really, really driving so much of what's going on. And then on impact, recognize you are delivering a message in everything you do. So what is that message and what is that impact you want to make? And how do you want potential customers to see you? And what should be the takeaway that you want them to have? And that impact again is global and it's immediate. So the purpose of Ready Entrepreneur is to help aspiring entrepreneurs achieve the dream lifestyle of financial and scheduling independence by learning how to use the global marketplace and new technology to start your own business. And the purpose of this particular three-part series on living and loving tech is about making sure you have a broader idea about technology. It's not just so you pick up your iPhone and start playing with it. It's what is that impact that you're having as a business when you use the technology tools that then your customers get attached to through you. You have to think about what you're doing there. In my book, Life Dream, Seven Universal Moves to Get the Life You Want Through Entrepreneurship, I lay out the steps you take as you move forward with getting your business launched. And this idea around your philosophical attitude toward tech is a little bit different than what I have in the book. In this podcast, I want to help you think about these big other issues that formulate your position as a global CEO. You're a global CEO and you have a business operating in the new economy. Um, doesn't matter how big you are. As a global CEO, you want to think about what your position is on these issues because the goal of Ready Entrepreneur is to help you deliver the value you have through your product or service as an entrepreneur into the global marketplace. If you have business ideas in, you in your head, you know you are an entrepreneur, you want to be an entrepreneur, yeah, you're aspiring, you're, you're thinking about it, you're dreaming, and you're doing, it's the best time in history to be a part of it. It's the best time in history to get your business going because you can actively participate in this high technology world, in this transformation to a tech economy, and participate in this global marketplace that has you where you can access consumers from all over the world you're delivering your value um, of what consumers want or need through your product or service so remember the number one decision 
to make. If you're really still just thinking and you want to be an entrepreneur, you're a wantrepreneur, just get started. Get started on your business. And this particular podcast is about this bigger issue about technology and how you can use it. But just get started today on the basic thing of what is your idea and how do you want to implement it. Because once you make that decision, you find yourself operating in this broad, exciting world of the global economy full of plenty of tech tools and resources to support you. And then you can move forward with no more excuses. You can be efficient, be consistent, be persistent, and start your business today. Okay, that's it for episode 38 of the Ready Entrepreneur Podcast, Living and Loving Tech as an Entrepreneur, Part 1, Your Business. If you want to learn more, keep up with the Ready Entrepreneur world, read blogs for aspiring entrepreneurs, access training, download helpful PDFs, find resources for getting started, and sign up for the mailing list so I can keep you up to date with tips and ideas, strategies, and giveaways and other cool stuff, visit readyentrepreneur.com. Let me know any questions and topics you want covered in the podcast. Send me an email, contactcase at readyentrepreneur.com. If you enjoyed this content, please tell a friend, subscribe to the podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts and get your friends to subscribe too. And then you could discuss these issues together as you build your business. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Ready Entrepreneur Podcast with Case Lane.